Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Today's show is brought to you by OnPay, the new standard in payroll. You can pay employees and contractors in minutes, automate your payroll taxes and filings, as well as provide health benefits and HR in all 50 states. For more information, visit buildingthefutureshow.com slash onpay. Welcome back to the show. Today we have John Bong. He's the owner at Local SEO Search. John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Kevin. I'm excited to share some insights with some of your audience members. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show as well. I think what you guys are doing is actually really, really timely and, and it's always been important, but I think it's been super important right now. But maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Um, definitely. So I grew up in Hamilton, Ontario, which is an hour west of Toronto. Gotcha. Um, so if you know Canada, it's the, I guess the capital or the biggest city in Canada. And um, yeah, basically that's where I grew up. I went to school at Western University, which is in London, Ontario, um, but a couple hours west of Toronto as well. What, what did you take and why in university? Um, I took business finance. Okay. Um, I wanted to, like, I've always wanted to be in business um, all when growing up, right? But all my siblings actually became engineers. Oh, interesting. Uh, they, they all went to Waterloo. But my parents, um, so my, my story is they, we're, we were immigrants, right? Okay. Um, from Vietnam. So we were one of the boat people and uh, we resided and um, basically just called Hamilton our home. So that's where I was born. Sure. And we didn't have much growing up. So I didn't really know um, more than what we had in terms of like family, right? And sure. um, my parents actually had a successful business back in Vietnam, but they had to liquidate everything, sell it for gold to get out of the war situation. Wow. So um, that entire journey allowed me, and maybe it's in my blood, I have no idea, but I always wanted to be in business. Um, you know, since I was a childhood. So that's very cool. So you get out of school, walk us through your journey up until founding local SEO search. Uh, so I finished uh, university in 03 okay. and, um, you know, finished my business finance degree. And at that time I was in a crossroads of actually starting to work okay. um, and finding a job in Toronto or um, teaching English overseas in Japan. And I did, I get an offer from Japan and I signed and I was ready to travel, book my flight. But then of course I had a sit down um, discussion with my eldest brother and he's like, well, the best thing you should do is really start paying down your debt, you know, be a grown up, don't continue, you know, being young and <laughs> you know, your, your free time. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's give it a go. Let's start a 
my own career, right? And that's where I started in sales. And I didn't really have sales background, but again, at that time, um, any job is better than no job. And that's sure. where I started. So I started working in advertising sales um, in print, really. Interesting. Okay, so walk us through the rest of your journey and what made you decide to actually start local SEO search? So from print advertising, I was there for a couple of years before I transitioned to more of the affiliate online world where yeah. I learned about, you know, the CPA, CPM, CPC, uh, dealing with a lot of Fortune 500 companies. All they care about was acquiring new customers, right? Sure. Um, and then, of course, understanding the whole ad space online, digital ad space. Um, the, the thing that I didn't like about that world was I didn't get to meet real people. I actually met with a lot of CTO, CEOs. And again, it's different than working with business owners directly, right, on a more sure. personal level. And that's why I enjoyed in my first job. Right, and it was called the Red Pages at that time. So after I left that affiliate world, I actually joined the Yellow Pages, where I I found that was basically what I loved the most, which was dealing with. I was direct sales, so at the beginning, telephone sales, and then selling into a larger directory, etc. But I enjoyed that entire processing experience and dealing with business owners in terms of their ad spend and marketing decisions that will impact the entire year, right? Sure. Um, and at that time, as you know, Yellow Pages was probably fading in terms of um, getting more people to spend money with them. And the return on investment was diminishing because of the advent of the internet and Google and you know social media, et cetera. So, what, I was there for five years. I built a great relationship client base and a lot of the times, um, you know, when I would meet these business owners, they would advise me, like, you're a great person, nothing against you, but the company you're representing, they're just not doing as good of a job in terms of, if I'm going to pay you thousands of dollars, I need to see some sort of return. And it used to be a great avenue in Medium to get a really good return on investment. But as the years progressed, it was getting less and less. Right. Sure. Um, so that's where I pivoted to understand what Google can present. And really, that's where I started this company in 2013, um, where, you know, I, I really had a lot of relationships built. I had to have a, an offer or product or service to really mold that into my offering. And that's why I became right like an SEO company agency but my background has always been in sales and marketing and I finally got to use my some of my business finance background in university although I kind of forgot most of it um, <laughs> because it's 10 years later um, but really it really uh, had you know I en enjoyed the entire journey and process even though there were a lot of hiccups along the way no very cool so and you mentioned it kind of before um, we, we started recording there was a lot of people for a long period of time claiming to be, you know, pay us a small amount of money and you're going to be in Google and make millions of dollars. And I guess that can potentially happen if you're freakishly lucky, but for the most part, it takes a bunch of work and actual like partnership with whoever you're working with. So do you want to talk about how, 
SEO is, is really done and, and why it's so important now, especially that people are, are obviously moving a lot more online and, and shopping and looking up companies online? Definitely. So what I have always found and um, has been my foundation since I started this company was relationships mean the most, it's the most important right. aspect in terms of anything you do, right? Um, so I built a really strong relationship foundation and learned a lot uh, through before I started this agency. And um, that allowed me to position myself as more of a long-term um, kind of business model. Because if you look at, say, ads or, you know, there's social media ads, there's Google ads, paid ads, there's um, print ads. Um, when you look at Yellow Pages, they did a really good job in attracting users who were ready to buy. And all they wanted to do was find a, buy, a purchaser to match that, right? So um, all you needed was to be there in front and center and really hopefully have a call to action that, that will drive people to purchase your product, right? right. Um, and it's more of a natural intent where the users are in control versus uh, you're pushing ads at people or information at people, right? So when I look at the whole foundation of what SEO can provide, it's more of the natural listings versus paid ads where you're pushing ads at people. It's being in control. Users love to be in control. Right. Sure. And you look at Facebook ads, you look at LinkedIn or whatever it may be, people are pushing stuff at them as opposed to the users being in control. So Google still dominates that space in terms of the digital and yellow pages dominated for a hundred years before in the internet existed. Right? right. So what I look at is more the relationships. And when I look at how I position and how important it is today, right? There's a lot of companies who promise the world and they basically guarantee you placements or um, they, they give you a really good price and you probably get solicited by robocalls by a phone or email on a daily, maybe weekly basis, right? Sure. And what I, I always am very, very interested about is why would the business owner actually get, you know, sign up with these companies? Like, because if you're a business owner yourself, how do you attract your customers? It's not easy to uh, find new customers and then serve them well, and then they become loyal to you, totally. right? If you're a bricks yep. and mortar company. So all these companies that claim the world and sell you on a very hard sale and pressure you into things, it's very hard selling and it's very spamish, I would say. Right. Um, and therefore, we get a lot of people who, you know, are very much, I don't trust this entire industry. I'm not comfortable giving you a lot of my access. Or I've tried you guys before and you guys overpromised, but I got nothing to show for it. Well, that's why this whole industry is very difficult to sell at times. But you have to position yourself, right? Like, you know what you're talking about. And it is the long-term play. Um, it's positioning yourself as the leading expert or authoritative figure in your domain, your local community market service product that you're offering. But how do you do it, right? And that's the key to uncovering it, the entire solution, right? Like Google is always changing their algorithm. 
Um, and everyone wants to be the, on that first page or the top li rank listing, right? Yep. Organically, naturally. And that's, you know, people are selling that as a dream, right? And yep. they all say, I, I can get you in one month or three months to number one spot. I'm like, okay, even if you pay AdWords, you can't even be number one all the time, right? Even with yeah. a huge budget, like there's no way. So I'm like, you know, it's, it's a very salesy kind of thing to do, but what you have to understand is if you become that thought leader and position yourself as running a really solid business offline before you transition to online, then you have a very good foothold on how to run a good business, right? Interesting. And that's more important to have longevity in terms of your business and your your brand, right? Your, what you want to be perceived as. No, I 100% I agree. I want to talk about some of the other kind of services that you guys offer around uh, SEO, like link building and social media and, and content optimization and, and stuff like that. But I want to focus a little bit on what like you just said, because I think the trick is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is it's really hard in a lot of cases to do all the different platforms and search engines really well. And it's, it's kind of like saying it's really hard to, to play and do well in a bunch of verticals in, in business in the physical world. Is that a fair comparison or what are your thoughts around that? That's exactly uh, a good um, you know, point you're making because you have to be an expert in your own little vertical first before you expand. You gotta know your stuff, right? Sure. Um, because if, if you're a business owner and you're a generalist, and I, I always give this example, like a contractor, you're a home improvement guy. Yeah. Well, when your roof leaks or your plumbing issue, or you have a flooring issue, are you going to call a generalist or a specialist? Sure. To fix it. It's the same thing in the medical world, right? Are you going to have your doctor take care of your cardiac issues or your internal medicine issues? Like, you know, it's all about positioning yourself as an expert in whatever you want to focus on and do it very well. And you might not need to be a generalist ever because you do things so well, people know you for that thing. Right. Interesting. So do you want to maybe talk about some of the ideas around actually doing good SEO? How long can it roughly take? I, I get that's a very general question, <laughs> but like when can people start seeing results and how long should they actually expect to to start seeing some return on their investment in, in doing like proper good SEO? So that's a very good question. Um, SEO takes time, uh, sure. but you, you understand that there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of updates that Google's always doing. There's, yep. There was a really big update that just recently happened as well. Um, but the key is just run a good business and transform it digitally, which is multiple avenues, creating great content. Um, you know, just what I mean by running a good business is if you've been in business for a while, two, three, five years plus, right? Yep. And you know how to take care of your clients and they are giving you referrals and you are offering the best service, product, value, price, whatever it may be. 
translate that into the digital world and let people know what you've been doing, right? As opposed to try to understand how to trick Google to rank you, right? So, so I will always say run a good business and partner with a good company or do try to figure it yourself. And there's a lot of tools and blogs and understanding how to do it yourself. But transition digitally so that people know that you exist online now with right. what you've been doing on uh, offline, right? And with that information, like, you know, the call to action, having good um, UX design or, you know, creatives, graphics, images, infographs, videos, whatever it may be, like, let people know, let them in on your story, your journey, your services you offer, right? Yeah. And have that presented in a really nice website that is optimized like on page, you know, compressing images fast, schemas, markup, you name it, more technical, but then also continually build authority. And what I mean by that is creating content that has value and position yourself as the expert. So having a blog and repurposing in multiple channels, like social channels that you own, um, and hopefully amplifying it, right? So that uh, people know that you exist and, people want to hear from you because you know your stuff. You're the expert in your domain, right? Sure. Um, so it's all about positioning yourself as that person that people respect for that given service or product that you're offering, right? Yep. And then of course there's other things like the social signals and reputation signals and link signals. But how I, kind of take a step back is when you look at offline business, which is how did those brick and mortar stores survive for the last, you know, hundred years before the internet existed? Yeah. The internet is so new, right? So what did they do so well? They took care of their clients. They took care of relationships. They had a really stellar product or service. They had great people around it. Like all these foundational things need to be the same foundational things digitally, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, if you want word of mouth or referrals, those are similar to backlinks, right? Ah, Which okay. means you need to build relationships and do good work and, you know, let people know what you're offering. And hopefully people will then want to talk about you and build a relationship off online as well, right? Yep. It, and then the same thing as, uh, reference letter like a lot of people had those paper reference letters back day in the day yep well now it's reviews and testimonials and case studies and white papers right like all these things are foundationally what was done off page right right and now you just do it online and digital and you should be running as strong of a business or even better because more and more people than ever and the reach is you know, so much larger digitally and you can go after multiple verticals, niches, names, cities, location, you name it. It's just do things well, do things the best you can and position yourself as the expert. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm curious. There's some people believe in the like 200 pieces of content rule until you can really start gauging or getting some traction from what you're posting online. What are your thoughts around that? Do you think that's too high? Does it really depend on your business? Or, or what, what's your thoughts around that? Um, so what do you mean by 200 page content rule? Is it just no, 200 pieces of content before you start seeing some sort of traction? So 
you either need like 200 blog posts or um, 100 blog posts, a podcast with 100 episodes or, um, you know, 50 social media posts, uh, you know, like something that adds up to 200 across a bunch of different platforms. Um, so again, that's a marketing spiel, I would say. Okay. Because I've seen clients with one blog post, but they've sure. been in business for 10 or 20 years, right? Their right. domain age is older. They just needed a good SEO company that can really elevate and position them, right? So you just need to figure out what works for you and your company and beyond exactly. the platforms and mediums that work for you and your business that has your target demographic market is basically what I think you're getting at. Exactly. The messaging is so critical and just go after who you want as clients, right? And don't sure. worry about anything else because they're irrelevant. Look at who your major competitors are, figure out what they're doing and do it better. Right. It's pretty straightforward, but a lot of people get so stuck up on, I read this. Yeah. That's why I asked about the 200 rule. Cause right. Yeah. This person told me that Yeah, this, you know, I, I don't believe anything. These people say like, don't worry about that. Talk to someone that actually has actually done it before and work with a lot of people that has helped a lot of people. Right. Like, Look for an expert. Just like when you, you're plumber, you have plumbing needs, you go to an expert. Yeah. When you need to buy a home, you go to a real estate agent. When you, you know, whatever it is, you need a lawyer, you, you go to an expert, right? Like it's the same thing. There's a lot of blogs out there. I get it, right? And people think it's easy. But if you think about your time and value of opportunity cost and value of time, it's probably best to hire someone and you focus on what you're good at and earn more money. Yeah, I 100% agree. Do you think podcasts are a good kind of sub supplement to a blog, a replacement for a blog? Or, or what's your thoughts around that? Because that seems to be like a booming industry nowadays. And, and some people argue that a podcast is better than a blog, just as good. Or, or what are your thoughts around having a podcast? So it's a medium, uh, yeah. definitely. It's an audio stream, same as YouTube, a medium on video. Um, blog can be written or infographic images, right? So yep. there's multiple mediums and you need to see what you're either good at, the time you're going to spend and what's the, why you're doing it. If you enjoy speaking and your goal is to monetize, um, you know, there's ways to figure that out or is it really just to share and amplify your message? So the whole thing about blogs or videos or you know, podcast is to position yourself as more of an authoritative figure, just like being a book or published in HuffPo or Inc or Forbes, right? Like all these are really to position yourself as that expert, right? right. So I wouldn't say it's a good or bad thing. It's just a different platform that many people may enjoy consuming that content because they are going to the gym or commuting to work or you know, like listening to audio versus watching videos, which is versus reading books or blogs. It's just a different source of content and information people can absorb. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's interesting. It's like the second something becomes trendy, everybody seems like they need to do it. Right. And it's like, well, sure. It, that might make a lot of sense for you to jump on some of those things, but you shouldn't just do something if there's no reason to do it and if it doesn't really help your business or, or it doesn't add value in, in what you're trying to do, 
you're probably just wasting your time on that platform. Is that fair to say? I, I always look at it like if you enjoy doing it, do it by yeah. all means, okay. right? But if you are doing it for business purposes, you got to figure out the time value of money and why you're doing it in the first place. Is it to generate more audio listeners that may have a call to action to maybe subscribe to a, a newsletter or try your services out or try or whatever maybe, right? Like what is the outcome you want out of it? Like we have a podcast ourselves and it's really to impact and empower business owners to, you know, learn about what it takes, like mistakes and things that you can really, you know, learn and maybe save time on not doing, right? Like you have to realize what the purpose is. Sure. So, so let's dive a little bit deeper into the podcast for a second. What's it called? And, and you quickly covered what you talk about, but let's dive a little bit deeper into the stuff that people can learn by listening to your podcast. Yeah. So I started a podcast, I would say a year, two years now. Okay. Um, it's called Local SEO Today. Um, the reason I started it was um, I actually enjoy speaking. And sure. I, because I've been in sales, I don't really like writing. <laughs> and, <laughs> Fair um, enough. I, I, and I also started, um, you know, doing some YouTube videos as well. Because, again, presenting is one of the things I always wanted to do better. Right. Right. So all these things are because I enjoy and wanted to do as opposed to a business outcome. And the reason I started doing this was me and my VP um, have a lot of experience dealing with a lot of business owners uh, directly over the course of our career, right? And we have a lot of insight on best practices, what they're really looking for, mistakes that a lot of business owners have faced over the years, and how to really propel yourself or scale and grow as a company, right? And try sure. not to make those mistakes again so that it can save you time or really just elevate your game, right? Like become more efficient, productive, et cetera. Sure. So I, I, let's actually, I, that was actually going to be what I was going to ask you next. And you just kind of mentioned it. Do you want to talk about some of the misconceptions and mistakes people make with SEO? Because a lot has changed in the last year, never mind the last three, five years or, or longer than that. Um, do you maybe want to talk about what the state of the industry is right now and, and what people should kind of try doing or, or not do maybe based on what they've done in the past? Uh, yeah, definitely. So what I look at and take on clients or have discussions, I always tell people to run a really solid business as a foundation. Sure right and in terms of seo because i'm in it i'm doing it for the clients usually that i'm working with right i advise them like we are in it because we're understanding that entire space we will test all the time all day long and monitor what's going on what's working and what isn't right but what's important is positioning your business as that authoritative figure right okay. and what what that means is be an expert, understand who you want to target, figure out the content piece, your positioning, and what do you want to be known for in the next you know, year, two, five years, 10 years, right? And, and you yes, help with that? Yeah, and you'll pivot, right? Because ultimately it's how you're perceived digitally. Right. Right, and the first place they 
look is your website. And of course there's multi-channel like social media pages, sure. and all these other, you know, pages they may have. Right. But really the foundation is content, right? Building yeah. and images and the UX design and ensuring that everything is optimal. So Google can really index and there's no errors and, you know, foundationally set. And then offline is really partnering with other industry people and within your vertical and letting people know, like, I know that you're my stuff. So would it, you be able to share some of my pieces of content or whatever it may be? So those are more backlink strategies, but it's all about just positioning yourself as the actor. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm curious though, is there any like do's and don'ts when trying to get ranked in Google at this point or, or the other search engines or, or, and then I want to go to some of the social media stuff uh, after that. Yeah, do's and don'ts. I yeah. would say all best practices, like run a good business, take care of your clients, so write good reviews, take care of your website, create new good content, position yourself, write monthly newsletters or blogs or weekly or whatever time you have, but go in detail, go depth versus shallow. And really just position yourself, right? Like if you're going to be using your service and take a step back and as you're not a business owner, but you're a user of that product or service, what do you want to look for when wanting to buy something from that website? Right? Right. You need to sell that person. So what do you want to see? Nice image, you know, maybe a story, give, you know, let people in on what you're all about, right? Build that relationship let people know like you actually care and want and be open, right? These are the services I offer, but th this is why I differentiate from all the other ones locally or nationally or whatever it is. The, the other thing that it's probably worth talking about is making sure your, your website is optimized for tablet and phone. Because if I remember correctly, Google's really punishing sites that are not optimized for, for mobile. Is that correct? Yeah, so responsive website design is so important. I think that was like three years ago. That was one of the things that came out. Um, last year was SSL certificate. So make sure that you have that encryption at the top left-hand corner. Right. Um, you know, it's just, these are industry stuff that for for you to start today, it should be any any SEO company or yourself should already know because every other website has it in place. Right. Okay? Um, so make sure your, your website's loading fast, uh, has no errors, just stuff that like if you had a storefront business, imagine you you have a broken sign right? Well, that, you know, your brochure is not, it's, you know, it has spelling errors, right? Like right. all these things are similar to off offline. Right. Yeah. No, interesting. Yeah. The, it, it's interesting. I, I never really, I guess, thought about all the direct connections between the physical world and, and the digital world. I, I think a lot of people don't make those two connections. It's like, yeah, they can spend a ton of time building this like beautiful showroom that people can see and then you check them out online and their website is just terrible. Yeah. And, and it wrecks that whole trust level in a lot of cases, right? Exactly. So you need to position yourself and, you know, it's your first line of defense in terms of digital. Like 
that first impression is so important, right? right? So building that great website and then being visible is probably more important because it's like, if you don't market your business offline, no one will know about you. Right. Right. Interesting. So it's the same thing online. Like if you build it, you think everyone's going to start flocking into your business? No. Right. You have to advertise. You need to get you know, people to know about you. Right. Sure. So we've talked a lot about creating good content and, and building a really good business. How important is it to actually spend money on ads on social media and uh, getting placed in at the try to get placed in the somewhat top of Google. Like how important is that strategy on top of creating all this good content or does it really depend on what you're trying to do? I think it all depends on um, you know, where you're at in terms of your business, right? Ads sure. are great to promote offers. Sure. Uh, if you're a product based kind of company um, selling widgets, um, you have promo code and you're trying to push it and compete on price. Great. Right. Um, but if you're a service base, it's more of a long-term relationship and people, users tend to avoid ads. Right. And people want to be in control, right? They know that people spent money on those ads. So they'd rather be in control and look themselves, check you out, check the reviews out, check you, you're out on Google My Business, right? Like third-party review sites, whatever it may be, people love to be in control. And therefore spending money on ads might be a, a play to see if Google works for your business or not. Right. So try it. Um, you know, and I always say, try any form of mediums, um, not just social media and ads, but maybe trade shows, try flyers, newspapers, whatever works, just try it. Right. And if it generates some good return on investment, keep doing it. If it doesn't, then try something different. Yeah, I, I think that's that's actually a really good point. I think so many people think I need to be on Instagram because it's going to generate me a ton of money. It's like, well, maybe, but if that doesn't work and you creating videos for YouTube or you having a Facebook account converts better, well, kill your Instagram account and go to Facebook or YouTube or whatever works, right? Or in your case, like if you need to go back into the physical world with uh, going to a trade show or, or something like that. Like it's a, this constant trial and error and what worked last year may or may not work this year. Exactly. And you have to look at your audience members and who is your type of ideal customer and how do they consume content? Okay. Right. Because that's tricky to figure out though sometimes. Yes. And that's why you have a lot of trial and error, right? And right. Um, the more refined you have with messaging and the medium, the better type of clients you're going to get. It's the same thing with search engine optimization. The more we know who your ideal customer is, we can cater to that website and search queries and target keywords to those type of clients who will land and therefore become long-term clients that are fitting your mode of ideal customers. Yeah, no, interesting. So I'm curious, is there anything that's coming up that's going to be the kind of new responsive design or security stuff that people need to worry about in 2020 that they should maybe start thinking about now? I mean, the last couple of years, you've heard a lot about voice. Yep. You've heard uh, local, which is the three-pack map. Um, again, I always look at, you know, 
if you're going to do something right, just take care of your own base of clients. So it's all about user intent. Focus on your users and create good content and position yourself. So as much as all this other stuff is happening, yes, you got to follow it. You got to figure out what Google is really doing and who, who they're really benefiting, but just run a good business and keep positioning yourself as that expert. And they will reward you by doing everything the best you can, right? So don't rush it. Don't think it's like, the hardest thing or the best thing to do, like do that best piece of blog, it's consistency that's also important, right? Do things well on a long-term basis, like run a good business for a very long time, not just that first couple months when you start. Interesting. No, fair enough. So I'm curious, is there any tips or advice for actual link building or, or backlinking or, or getting people to actually re, re, repost your content or, or at least share your content on their other channels? Again, this is, uh, there's hundreds of link building tactics, right? Okay. Um, you know, there's a really great link builders in the marketplace as well. I focus on, you know, just doing good work, right? Which is, Focus on creating good content or videos or images and whatever it may be, like your content media, and then amplifying it. You can do some pay, hopefully. It will help amplify some shares, likes, and hopefully reshares. Right. But also, if you have people that you build relationships with, right? And this is why yeah. I talk about relationships as referrals. Um, reach out to them and say, do you mind checking this post out and sharing it with your audience members, right? Yes, it may be an email or a call or a LinkedIn request, but you already have that built relationship, right? So it's all about relationships, end of the day. Link building to building a good business, you know, it's all foundational still. There's no real tips on ways to scale. Like we do a lot of guest posts still because okay. it's like position yourself as you know, the expert and reaching out to an association or another trade magazine or whatever site and letting them know you wrote this great article, would you share it with your audience members? Or I can rewrite it on your site, right? It's, it's gotcha. the same thing. It's all about just making sure that you're positioning yourself as the expert and they either like you or not. Got you. How important is it to take the same content maybe that you've used on your blog and repurpose it, take pieces out and, and share the same basically content, but just repurposed for the different platforms. I, I think it's a great uh, thing to do because for you, you've spent a lot of time and effort creating that one 5,000 piece blog as a guide, right? And you spent months putting it together. Now let's put it in chunks and schedule a, uh, you know, campaign in terms of social with your audience members, right? I, of course, you need some sort of strategy in play, but it's a great concept. Like I would advise everyone to do that. Sure, because obviously taking a blog post, you can't really put that on Instagram. So you could create like a visual that goes on Instagram with maybe like a quick sentence or two about it or a quote from the, the article and then link the article in your bio or, or, or whatever. Like, is that 
kind of what you mean by that? Yeah. So again, you, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter have a little script um, and then a link back to your blog, right? And hopefully people reside on your blog and read it because you don't want to have it on a third party site. Right. You want to have everyone go back to your website because ultimately you want to want them to convert to your product or service, right? So they're in your site. Now, hopefully you have some call to actions to get people to check out your other pages or whatever it may be. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. But we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So how about we close with mentioning where people can get more information about you and any other links you want to mention? Definitely. So uh, anyone can check out my website. It's www.localseosearch.ca. The reason I'm called Local SEO is we do deal with a lot of small, medium-sized, family-run businesses like your dentist, your plumbers, physio, chiro, care companies. But we also have a fairly large chunk of clients that do B2B uh, marketing. Okay. And, and they have in, you know, factories and they deal with businesses, right? So we do take on clients across Canada, North America, um, and UK and Australia as well. Um, and for us, it's really just to help people get position themselves, their brand, their business, um, as experts in uh, their local domain. Really. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you, Kevin. I really had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.